Well, good morning. Come on now. Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord today? Make a little bit of noise. Good to see you guys. In fact, look at the person sitting beside say, I'm glad you're sitting beside me today. Tell them, I'm glad you're sitting beside me today. And look back at him and said, uh, okay, okay, that's good. I'm, I've everybody that could be sitting beside me, I'm glad you are sitting beside me today. We want to welcome you if this is your first time or first time in a long time. Uh, we want to welcome you here to Better Life Church. I want you to know that God's done something great. And our, our church, a year ago, we launched another campus. We're actually one church in two locations. Can we get it for our Grace and Live campus right now? We love you guys. I'm telling you, God is using the Grayson campus to reach people from Greenham County all the way to Sandy Hook and uh, Louisa. I'm telling you, in Ashland, it's just amazing to see from Lewis County. Uh, already a regional church right there, and we're just so proud of you guys. Love you all and for all that you are doing. And also, I want to welcome everybody watching online. Thank you for tuning in uh, with us this morning. Well, we're in this relationship series today. It's the last uh, day of it. It's an EXO series and Pastor Jacob kicked it off talking about dating. Now listen to me. If you're dating, if you have a student who is dating or a child who's dating and, or you're going to date again someday, I'm telling you it's the best message of day I've ever heard. You need to go back and watch it. It's on our app. It's online. It talks about dating. I would encourage you to go back and check it out. And then I talked about baggage. We all have baggage. Every one of us have uh, an imaginary backpack that we carry on every day, everywhere we go. We have pain, we have scar, uh, we have our wounds, we have things that nobody knows in our baggage, and sometimes our baggage affects our relationships. And a lot of times when you go to counseling stuff, you want to work on symptom stuff, but if you can unpack the baggage, then you may be able to do everything that God wants you to do, to have the relationship that God wants you to have. So a lot of times it's the things that we carry with us from our past uh, that's holding us before we can move forward. And then we did a marriage night, and it was awesome. We talked about communication stuff. We had a blast that marriage night. And then last week, we talked about how to have a love that lasts. How to have a marriage that lasts for a lifetime, right? Because a marriage is meant to last for a lifetime. Now, let's just face it. There's a lot of people who are struggling with their marriage. Some of you are here today. And I know a lot of times we put our church face on, we put our church mask on, and we come in here, and, you know, we're just at like everything's fine, and we smile to be nice and, and, and polite to people. But back home, it's pure hell for a lot of people. And, and you're about to throw the towel in, and you're about to throw it, uh, uh, about to, you know, to quit and give up. I want to encourage you, if that's you, I wanna, if, you, if you missed last week, go back and watch it. But I also want to say, you reach out to some people and get some counseling. I get some professional counseling. And a lot of times, every time I talk about counseling, people go, well, you know, my husband won't go, my wife won't go, or it just costs money. I promise you the divorce court will cost you way more than your $100 an hour meeting with your counselor. It's, it's a good investment you can make. And, and the second thing is, as Pastor Adam said a while ago, is that, hey, we're launching groups coming up, and maybe you get in a married couple groups. Because I'm telling you what, get around some godly married couples. It will help you strengthen your marriage. We want you to fight for your marriage, not fight against your marriage. So listen. Don't run and hide from that. If you have problems, it's okay. Talk about those. But get around the right people in your life who can deal with uh, some of the problems. And last week we talked about, hey, if you're 25 years plus, you've been married 35 years, stand up, and a bunch of people stood up. That's who you get around and say, how did you do it? Like, how did you get some advice from people like that? So this series was given so that you can build a game plan to win with your relationships, where it's a dating relationship, maybe it's the baggage that we carry, that affects all of our relationships. It could be a parent-child relationship, it could be a co-worker relationship. When we have baggage in our life, it affects every one of our relationships. And we talk about marriage, obviously it's meant to last uh, for a lifetime, but today I want to talk about something that's like a stealth killer in your relationships. Like, what I want to talk about today, it either, it's, either going, it's either hurting your relationships, all your relationships, or it's helping your relationships. And there's so many things we could talk about 
but as we finish this series, this is just one thing I just, I, I've been praying through, and I want to I teach today, is, is, you ready for this? Your friends. Oh, no. The people that you allow to speak in your life. Your friends. Now, I'm not talking about like you know, like some of us, we got thousands of Facebook friends. You got thousands of Twitter followers and thousands of Instagram friends. I'm not talking about your surface little fake friends that you put posts on to try to impress them. I'm not talking about them, friend. I'm not talking about people that you just know. As Christians, as followers of Jesus, we're to be friendly to everybody. There's a difference between friendly and being like inner circle friends. Like we're to be friendly to people who don't look like us, people who don't talk like us, people who don't dress like us, people who don't vote like us. Oh, no, is that year again, right? right? We're to be friendly. We're to be friendly. But I'm talking about your inner circle. I'm talking about the closest people to you. I'm talking about the people when they come to your house, they automatically connect to your Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying, right? You know what I'm saying? Like those people, they got the refrigerator rights people in your life. Like they're just friends. They're just family. Like those types of people in your life. And that's what I want to talk about because here's what I see. I see you got two types of friends. And yes, there's all kinds of friends in between. Two I'm going to talk about today. You even have a toxic friend, toxic friends, or you have true friends. They're going to be toxic or they're going to be true. Because if statistic is true, here's what they say. You're the average of your top five friends. The top five friends, inner circle in your life. You're the average of your top five friends. If your top five friends are toxic, you're probably toxic. If your top five friends are very godly and they follow the Lord, you're probably going to lean that way as well. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to do. I want you to right now, in your mind, you could do this really quick. You can do this really quick. I want you right now, come on, Grace, and participate. In your mind, I want you to, in your mind, to list your top five friends. Right now, go. Who's the top five friends? Inner circle. Connect to your Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? Refrigerator right friends. Who's your top five friends? Like, who know that you can confide in your darkest secrets, everything about you that you don't care to be fully exposed to them. Go. Who would they be? In your head. Think of them right now. I have a theory. I doubt most of you come up with five friends like that. If you're a guy, I guarantee you didn't. You may have one. You may have two. Because in the friendship things, guys really don't do this well. Yeah, we got a guy friend. We're cool with that. We're cool, you know. And, but guys use their stuffers. They stuff their emotions. not really good talking about things in their life. Ladies, a little bit more spewers. You, you, you don't care just to talk about it. I mean, you got the friendship thing down. I mean, you go to the bathroom in groups. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of got that figured out. But even girls, listen to me. Top five friends. I'm not talking about your Facebook friends. I'm not talking about surface level friends. I'm talking about like friends. Inner circle friends. The majority of people don't do friends well. They don't do friends well. They don't know how to figure it out well. And so you're going to have these toxic friends that's going to speak negativity or positive in your life, or you're going to have these true friends. But here's what you don't know. This is so important because your friends, your inner circle, will influence you in every single relationship you had, whether it's at work with a boss, a coworker, at home, husband and wife, your kids, how you treat them. Like your friends have the power, watch this, to control and influence everything in your life when it comes to relationships. And if you're the average of your top five friends, some of you today, here's what's going to happen. You're going to realize, oh, snap, I got the wrong friends. Some of you are going to realize I'm married to this person. Uh, what do you do if you're married to them? And they're toxic. I did a whole message on what happens. What do you do if you marry the wrong person? You know that's your choice, right? You get to choose who you marry. You get to pick that. People say, well, there's just that one person out there, Brother Daniel, that God has for everybody. I don't know why I get in that voice when I think about that. I, just, I feel a church member 
talking like that in my head, right? Especially when they call you Brother Daniel. You know, hey, you, you Baptist, I know you, man. You know, you go back with it, right? Brother Daniel, right? There's that one person. It only takes one person to marry the wrong person. We're all messed up. Do you ever notice that? Like, th- follow the theory. You know, you get to choose. Can God bring people together? Yes. Can God, does God already know who you're going to marry? Absolutely. But you get to choose. So I did a whole message on what happens if you're married to somebody toxic. How does that work? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your inner circle friends. Like, do you have, let's, let's talk about the toxic friends in life. Do you have people who like, like suck the life out of you, friends? You ever met people like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you have people that's like drain you, like you just like melt, like, oh my gosh, you just wore out by being around them. You, here's how you can test that. You're, you're going down the grocery store, you're walking the aisle, and you see them coming, and you turn around. So you're laughing because you've done that, right? Because you've done that, right? Let's do another one. Let's do another one. The, the phone rings and either the picture of them comes up or, or the number comes up and you know who it is. Like, oh, really? No, I don't have time for this. Like, I'm talking about the people who drain you, like suck the life out of you. Like you just want to kind of, you want to avoid them. Like, that, that doesn't mean they're a bad person. That means that you don't like that person. It's like, oh, they're just so draining all the time. Like the toxic things in your life. So, so let's walk through some of these people real quick and let's see if you can find a category. If you think about some of your friends, your inner circle friends, think about these, these, these kind of these toxic people in life. Like first you have the complainers. Do you have people who just complain about everything? I mean, they complain about every single thing. They're never satisfied. They're always, always complaining. I mean, they have a problem for every solution. You never met that person, right? This person is, if you gave them a brand new car, they go, well, now I've got to pay taxes on it. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of person. Like they're always, they're always chronically complaining. Everything. Well, the, the weather. Uh, well, life. Well, work. Well, everything. All my hair. Like, I mean, they just complain about everything. Like, what are you talking about? Just be thankful that you get those things. No, they complain about everything. They just always complain. Always complain. Don't raise your hand. No elbows. I see some of you smiling right now. Do you have someone like that in your life? Like they're always complaining. I mean, they're like always, 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 always complaining. They're constantly chronic complainers. And then you have the venting complainers. Right? I mean, they're the people who just need to. They're always emotionally dissatisfied. They're always, I just got to find someone to vent. I got to find somebody to talk to about this. I just got to tell you about this. You know, last night my husband, he went on and he goes, I mean, like vomit everything. I'm like, I can't believe her. I can't believe she said that about her. Or him. And like, work. guys don't do that much. The guys don't do that much. Guys just like stuff it in. And all of a sudden, when they take all they can, they explode on everybody. That's guys for you. Girls, you're going to vent, man, right? And you vent. And because here's what a, a, a chronic venter is always thinking about themselves. They're always saying about this. I just see somebody, I just got to talk this out with somebody. I just got to talk this out. I just got to tell somebody, ugh, you know, I mean, they're dead. And they just go on and on and on and on and on. They're venting. But watch this. But they're not looking for a solution to the problem. They're looking for you to validate the reason why they should be able to vent. That's right. You deserve to talk like that because he shouldn't treat you that way. Yes, she should have done that at work. Yeah, yeah. They just want to be validated. Just don't, don't tell me how to fix it. Just listen to me. Right? It's that there's a constant person who wants to vent all the time. Do you ever know somebody? Don't raise your hand, but do you know somebody like that that's always venting? They're always trying to figure out, you know, not figure out what the problem. They're trying to find somebody to validate that's okay for them to be that way. So, so think about it like this. So, so you know this, right? So like when you think of a complainer, an optimistic would say the glass is half full. That's an optimistic person, right? A pessimistic would say the glass is half full. A complainer goes, that's a cheap glass. I can't believe you put tap water in it. It's lukewarm. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's a complainer, you know? So you can see the difference. They're chronically always complaining. And then you have the controllers. 
Like these are the people like overbearing, demanding, and manipulating. Like if you don't have plans, they will make your plans for you. Like this is the person that take control of everything. Like if you're going to go somewhere, go shopping, they've already got it detailed out. And you're going to go here. You're going to buy here. you got 20 minutes in that store. We're going to go eat over here. Like they're always controlling, right? And, and then all of a sudden, if they're trying to control you to do something, you don't do it. Then they, make, they manipulate you to make you feel bad. What do you mean you're not coming to the party? What do you mean? It's, it's, she's five. She's the only time she's five. What do you mean you're not coming over to watch the game? You should come over and watch the game. I can't believe you want to watch the game. Well, my, well your husband's a deadbeat. He's just coming over and watch the game. You go on. You see what I'm saying? Like they're, they're going to manipulate you to try to make you feel bad to do their agenda. See, sometimes we don't think about these people in our life. Here's what we say. Oh, that's just Sarah. I've known her since college. She's just always like that. Well, that's Tim. Tim just acts that way. He just does that. That's just, he just, see, we don't, we don't listen. We don't understand that people chronically complain. People who are chronically controlling and manipulating, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, doesn't matter. Watch this. It affects all your relationships. And maybe the reason why you're not winning in relationships, one, you because you have the wrong friends. You have the wrong inner circle that's speaking to your life. And then you have the tempter. Like this person always is tempting you. You know what I'm saying? They're always tempting you. They're tempting to do things that you don't want to do. They tempt you to go places you don't want to go. Maybe it's a boyfriend going, honey, if you love me, then you'll... Or vice versa. Or maybe if you're going shopping, she's very, he or she, he or she very materialistic, and you're on a budget, and you're trying to win with your money, and they're trying to manipulate. Hey, you, they're trying to tempt you. You got to buy. Oh, it looks so good on you. You got to buy. You got to buy. You got to buy. You're like, no, I'm just really trying to get on a budget. They're always tempting. See, these are toxic people, not bad people. It's not like they're bad. And not even they're, you're not even friend with them. I'm going to talk about it affects your relationships. They're always complaining, or they're always controlling, or they're always trying to tempt you to do something. Something you don't want to do or go a place you don't want to go or, or leave something that you don't want to leave. Now, right now, who comes to your mind? Like when you think about, oh, like, oh, my goodness, that's so him, that's so her, oh, that's just right. Or you're like, oh, my gosh, that's me. Like I'm the one that always complains. I'm the only one that's trying to control. Like you, you see that in yourself. Like you see the mirror, like that, you're speaking right, like that's me. I, I mean, I'm that friend. Like, I act like that to the people around me. Oh, my goodness, I don't want to be that person. Well, listen to what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15. He says this, do not be fooled. Bad company corrupts good character. Like, I don't think my mama quoted that verse. <laughs> but my mama knew that. Going, you don't hang out with those people. You don't go to that part. You ain't going to do that. There's people like that. Mom, mom, it's okay. It's no big deal. And then you go, mom, you come home. Mom's like, how'd it go? And like, mom, everything you said happened. You're right, mom. I'm wrong. Right? I saw how mama knows. Mamas know. Listen to me, teenagers. Mama knows. Listen to your mama. She knows. She knows. Bad company, watch this, corrupts good character. And if you have toxic people around you, when toxic people around you, watch this, limits the work of God in you, you need to step. You need to find new friends. You got to figure out how to have these conversations. You got to build people up around you that's going to be your inner circle. It's like who's holding you back from being everything that God wants you to be? Listen to me. Your friends have the power to do that. Your friends, we see this even all through Scripture as well. It goes on and says this. Do not be fooled. Bad company corrupts good character. What's at stake, according to this verse, what's at stake when you have toxic people around you? Don't miss this. Your character. Your character. Your reputation is what people think about you. You can't control that. People are going to think things about you. They're going to like you. They're not going to like you. That's just how it goes. That's your reputation. But your character is who you really are. 
It's been said your character is who you are when no one's looking, but what you stand for when everyone is looking at you. See, you can't leave your character at home and then go to work. Your character is you. You can't leave your character at work and then go home. So if you're around all these negative and complaining and toxic people that you allowed them, that you allowed. Some people are not by choice. You work in a toxic environment. I've been there. And you've you got to figure that out. No wonder it affects your relationship at home. No wonder you're bringing it home, bro, to your wife like that. Because it's a toxic. You allow that inner circle. You allow those people to speak in your life. So if you're the average of your top five friends and all you have mainly is toxic friends, where does that place you? Could you be toxic yourself to the people that are around you? Because if you have those friends in your life and if you're the average of your top five friends and three or four or five of them are like this, you probably are too. And watch this. And you don't even know it. That's why Paul says, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. I'm, I'm speaking from experience. I've been fooled. Don't be fooled. Bad company will corrupt the good character in you if you pick these people to be your inner circle. Listen, you can't hang out with negative people and expect to live a positive life. If you don't hear anything else, take that. You can't hang out with all these, listen to me, teenagers. You can't hang out with all these negative people and expect to have a positive life. You can't do it. You got to figure this out. Let me speak real briefly, real quick to married couples because I, I was going to talk about this on marriage night. My wife said I had too much content to cut it out. Now I'm going to give you just a really quick, brief uh, thing. What happens is, you know, when, you, when, you're, when, you're, when you're engaged or you're dating, you have these friends, this inner circle, then next year you get married, and next thing you know, some of your friends get married, and you got like inner circle friends that get married, but then one of you end up having a kid. <laughs> you know how it goes? And all of a sudden it goes, how come they don't invite us over no more? Like, how, how come we're not going to the party anymore? Well, you're going to bed at six because you're putting the kid there. You know, like, and all this stuff. Like, your kid cries and we're trying to watch the ball game. Wah! You know, and they have all these kids. Like, you just kind of like, not that you get pushed out, but it's like, oh, we just assume that you're, you, know, you have a kid now and, and we don't and all stuff. So what Married couples don't do friends well. And let me tell you who needs friends, married couples. Because what happens, you get a job, you have kids, you get busy, it's all about the kids, it's all about life, and you don't carve out time, you don't make time. Listen, you want a godly marriage, you need to get godly married couples around you. And I'm just going to speak real quick to, to this. Listen to me. If you're married, listen, I'm going to speak first to ladies. Ladies, if your friend in your inner circle is always talking negative and toxic about her husband, you need to cut that relationship off. Because every time she talks about him, Johnny, he just, he just goes on and he's just sitting there listening because she's venting it. She's just talking about it. And she keeps talking and slamming her husband. Eventually, the enemy's going to start putting these thoughts and lies in your mind. And you're going to be seeing the same negativity in your husband. And you don't think it affects you. Vice versa, guys, same way. If your friends always talk about my, my wife, she's just always this or this or this. You're like, well, man, sometimes my wife does that too. Oh, my gosh, maybe my wife does that. And before you know it, you don't even know that they're influencing your relationship with your spouse. Or, or, or maybe, listen to this one, maybe you, ha you, you, you have a friend, listen to me ladies, your inner circle friend is always talking bad about your husband. I'm amazed at this. She goes, well, your husband, I can't believe he won't let you go with us. Today. I can't believe he wants you to do that. Why is he so controlling? He's so demanding over you. And you allow this person to speak negativity about your husband in your life. And you wonder how come when you go home and you look at them the way they're speaking into it. See, so we, don't even, we don't even think about how relationships affect our relationships. It's especially your inner circle who speaks into your life. You have to guard that married couples. You've got to find godly couples and godly friends to allow them to speak into your life that you could do life with. Find these people. Fight. And once you find them, do everything you can to stick with them. Everything. 
Because I know God brings people into your life for a reason. God brings people into your life for a season. But what about the lifetime, those people into your life? Be careful, married couples, so you let speak into your life. Because you don't even think, oh my gosh, I didn't know that's affecting me, how I treat my husband or how I treat my wife. It does. It will affect you. Why is this so important? Here's why this is so important. Because you are one friend away from changing your entire future. Did you know that? If you're a married couple and you have a friend that talks always negative stuff, it could affect and change your future, change your marriage because you let them listen. But you have a friend that speaks godly and tries to encourage you to be everything God wants you to be, it could change your future and have the best marriage you've ever dreamed of. And we could go on and on and on and on and work-related and co-worker-related, parent, son, daughter-related. And we could go on and on and on. This affects all your relationships because it is impossible to live right when you have wrong friends. Some of us have wrong friends. Not that we're not friendly, not that we're not nice, not that we don't care. I'm talking the inner circle friends. Pastor Jacob says it all the time, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Whoever rolls up beside you, who you're rolling with, who your squad is, I can tell you the direction you're going in your life. And if you're around a bunch of toxic people and about they don't care about this and that's the squad you roll with, you're heading that direction. You're over here with godly people and people who love Jesus. Yes, they make mistakes. Yes, they blow it. You're with these people. I can show you where you're heading in your life. That's how important your friends are. So you, do you have toxic friends? Most of us probably have a few people we know like that, but are they your inner circle? The person that you allow to speak into your life. So you have the toxic friends, but watch this. Then you have true friends. What do true, true friends look like then? Like then how do I find this? Like how do I have these true friends? See, I love the Bible. The Bible is so relevant. The Bible speaks into our life. Like I have based my entire eternity based on the pages of this book, what it says about Jesus. I base my calling on this. I base the principles of my life upon this book. Like this is radical change. Like, like if you want to win with your marriage, the Bible talks about how to do that. The Bible don't say anything about dating. Pastor Jacob talked about that. There's no saying about dating. You want to learn how to win with your money? The Bible talks about how do you save it? How do you spend it? How do you invest it? Like, are you, I mean, the Bible's full of wisdom when it comes to how to win with your finances, but nobody wants to look at it. So if we trust the Bible on how to win with our money, how to win with our marriage, how to take us to eternity and spend eternity with Jesus, why would we not trust it when it talks about friendship? The Bible has unbelievable amount talking to us about friendship. Did you know that? And some of the greatest places to look is actually in the book of Proverbs. So why would we not trust the Bible to speak? How do we pick true godly friends in our life? Listen to what Proverbs 13, 20 says. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. You want to be wise? Walk with the wise. Find wise people. The Bible says in Proverbs, he says this, you get wisdom at all costs. Whatever it costs you, you go get wisdom because it could change your life. So if you got wise, godly friends, married couples, or single friends, or dating friends, whatever it may be for you, you got wise friends, you're going to become wise. You're going to become true friends, but you, healthy friends. You get toxic friends over here, it says right here, fools as friends, you're going to get in trouble. But watch this, it is your choice. You get to pick. You get to choose. Do you want to be around true, healthy friends or toxic friends? Your choice. How do we choose correctly? How do we find the people or what are we looking for in the people that are wise that helps us walk in wisdom? So here's what I want to do. I'm going to share with you these things real quick, real quick, that I want you to write down. I want you to write these down. Take these notes. Here's some things that you can look for. Here's some things that true friends do and know and expect and speak into your life. If you're ready to get started, so let's go. See, that was all introduction. Here's the sermon. 
Here's the first thing, write this down. True friends give me good advice. A true friend will give me good advice. We all need advice. You're going to turn to people. You need to turn to godly people, wise people who can speak into your life. Remember I told everybody, if you've been married for 30 plus years, stand up. Those are the people you go get advice when it comes to your marriage. True friends give good advice. Listen to Proverbs 12, 26 says, the godly give good advice to their friends, but the wicked will lead them astray. Take an inventory of your top five friends that you just came up with in your mind. If you could come up with five inner circle friends, are they godly? Are they godly? Like you're probably not going to your broke friend to talk about how to win with your money. Or he would be winning money. You go to people who are wise. I do this all the time. I talk to people. I find people like to say, hey, listen, when I, when I had when a son, I talk about how, how do you raise a son. When I had a teenager, I talked to somebody how to raise a teenager. I have three boys and they had a baby girl and she has ruined me. How do you raise a little girl in a home full of boys? Like, it's just crazy. Like, how does this work? I mean, she does think the boys are like, no, you're a girl, you're a princess. Don't do that. Right? And it's, just, it's like, how do you raise a little girl? How do you do this? So you find people with the wisdom, right? I do sometimes. Hey, you know, you find people with the money. How'd you win with your money? Well, here's the principles of the Bible. I do the Bible. All this, all this. How'd you, you do, win with investments? How'd you do that with investments? Seek wisdom at all costs. And what happens is godly people will give you good advice. The problem is a lot of them don't have godly friends in their life. And that is your choice. You get to choose. You get to pick your friends. And would you consider them godly? Because watch this, watch this. They will give you good advice. It ain't going to be always the correct advice. They're going to be the best. They're going to think it through. Here's going to be battle marks. I did the same thing. I went through it. Learn from their, their mistakes. But you need to get good advice. You need good advice about your marriage. You're probably not going to the person. It's been divorced five times. Could they learn from that? Yes, but they haven't learned yet. You got to figure this out. You got to figure these things out in our lives. Get godly friends that get good advice. Here's the second thing. True friends got my back. True friends will get my back. They will get your back. They will be loyal to you. Your true squad that you roll with, listen to me, they got your back. Have you found that out the hard way? You realize they thought you were their friend, but they're not your friend. You found them talking about you behind your back when they shouldn't be, but they and to your face, they're nice. You found if ever had people like that before, you think, well, that was in high school. No, 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 no. That happens when you get older too. If not worse. That stuff happens to people's lives. See, a true friend will get your back. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend is always loyal. A friend's always loyal. They look at your problem. They look at your mistakes, but they're there. They know you, you messed it. You blew it. But it's okay. I'm going to be there for because I'm loyal. And a brother is born to help in a time of need. Listen, I want to, you, you, you need these people in your life. They're going to be loyal to you. You don't care to go and say, man, I messed up this week. I sh sh did this and I said that. And, ah, and you could talk to these people with like, it's okay. I got you back, man. I got you back. I'm, I got you. I'm going to roll with you. It's okay. I know, I know, I love you, man. I know, I love you. I, I know what's going on in your life. It's, let's walk through this. Let's work through this. That's the type of people you need. Do you have those people in your life? I'm not talking about surface little fake stuff. I'm talking about like real roll your sleeves up. Let's do life together. Let's walk through this together. Proverbs 18, 24 says, there are friends who destroy each other, but real friends stick closer than a brother. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you have real friends? Like real, real friends. You may have one or two, I mean, really, really close friends. If you have those types of people, do whatever you can to get around them and do whatever you can to fight for that friendship and for that relationship. Because true, true friends, let's just face it, we don't do true friends well. And I don't know what is that hindrance for most of us. We just don't. Some of you are more of a natural. You can talk, can have a conversation, but that means you have deep relationship with people. 
In fact, most people talk, talk, talk all the time. They're friends with everyone. And it's all surface base. Unless you have no self-awareness. And if you have no self-awareness, then we know those type of people. And we can work through that in, in, another, in another sermon. But a true friend, listen, got your back. Here's the third thing. True friends make me better. Is the people around you making you better? Like, think about it. Are you a better person because of the, your inner circle? Are you a better husband, a better spouse, a better a dad, a better friend? Are you better co? Are you better because of the people you associate with, for the people that you run with? Proverbs 27, 17 says this, iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. You see, true friends will sharpen you. True friends will make you better. True friends will build you up. True friends will encourage you. True friends are not going to gossip behind your back or gossip about other people behind their back. True friends are going to, it's going to be there for you and going to help you get better. Have you got those people in life saying, man, listen, help me. I, I know you're doing really well. I need help in this area of my life. You got those people? Most of us don't. Most of us are afraid to even admit we have problems. Let me in a little secret. We all know you have problems. We all have problems. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy. No one's struggling their marriages. No one's struggling their finances. No one's struggling with their parenting. No one's struggling with their coworkers and their boss relationship. Yes, they are. You got to find good, godly people that you can get around to help speak these things into your life. And I know what some say, man, I wish I had a friend like that, man. Man, I wish I had a true friend that was, makes me better. And I wish I had a true friend that's always got my back and be loyal. I wish I had a true friend that always give me good advice. Like, how do you get that person? And what makes that person so good and so true? Well, here's my fourth and final one. is because true friends will tell you the truth. True friends will tell me the truth. And most of us, we just sweep things under the rug. We see it in other people, our friends, but we really don't say nothing to them. Proverbs 24, 26 says, an honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. To be honest, to be truthful. Proverbs 27, 6 says this, wounds from a sincere friend. See, when a friend speaks truth, it will wound you, are far better than many kisses from the enemy. Do you have a true friend that will tell you the truth or just tell you what you need to hear? Validate the reason why you should vent and do the things that you do. See, a true friend would sit here and you say, hey, listen, man, you know, every time we're in public or every time we all go out to eat and stuff, you're taking like passive aggressive jabs at your wife and then you laugh about it. Man, I just want to encourage you, you probably shouldn't be speaking to your wife like that in front of people. And here's what Sam is saying, I would never have the audacity to tell my friend that. That's because you're not a true friend. See, true friends will speak truth. You don't have to do it in front of everybody or ladies. And every time we go out to eat or go together, you always mean this kind of taking jabs at your husband. And, and we joke about it. You, everybody laughs about it. Like, ain't that right, Johnny? But really you're meaning truth because usually passive aggressive jabs is really truth in your heart and you hide it by laughing. And you could go to your friend or you go say, hey, listen, every time we're around together, around singles and stuff, man, like your jokes all the time are very sexual. Wait, what? You're always saying these like funny stuff about like this stuff right here. And I, I, man, I, could, I don't know if we should be, should be saying that stuff. I would never say that to a friend that are they really your friend? See, true friends sharpens each other. True friend makes each other better. True friend will speak truth when they see something going sideways or south. 
See, that's the type of people we need in our life. And I know some saying, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't have people like that. Well, then here's my question to you. Then are you the friend that you are looking for? Are you that friend? Can you be someone who speaks truth and love? Can you be someone who makes the people around you better? Can you be the someone that's loyal and I've got your back, I'm here with you? Can you be the friend that's always giving good advice to the people around you because you're walking and following Jesus? See, are you the friend that you're looking for? Because what if you started being that type of friend to the people around you, at least in your inner circle? You're to be friendly to everyone. I get that. I'm talking about your inner circle. Can you be that? Will you become that? I mean, I've had a lady one time. She goes, I'm just, it's been a crazy week this week, and we got invited to this party. And she's asking for my advice. And she's her, 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 my, one of my best friends. She wants me to come to the party because it's, a, it's her girl's birthday. And, and if I don't show up, they're going to get mad. What do I do? And she's really asking me sincerely. I'm like, don't go. If I don't go, they're going to get mad and they're going to get mad because this girl's a people pleaser too. We uncover that. We unpack that too. She's pleased what people think about her. And she says, if I don't go, she'll get upset and she'll be mad. Then I looked at her and said, then she's not your friend. It's a surface level fake friend. True friends get it. True friends get you back. True friends extend grace. True friends understand. And here's the reality. We all need them. Deep down inside, I really believe this within me. We all long for people like that. We just don't know how to do it. We don't know how to make friends. Honestly, we don't do the friend thing well. We do surface level, Facebook friends, yada, 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 call, how are you doing? I'm talking inner circle friend. And what I want more than anything, I want all of us to have these people in our life who's going to make us better. I mean, God created us to be part in the community. Not to be by ourselves. We want to be part of what God is doing in our lives, but in the people around us. If you want a good friendship, be a good friend. You want friendship? Be a friend to someone around you. Here's the reality. Every friendship ends up somewhere. Every friendship. Every friendship you've ever had or you have right now will end up somewhere. You know, I graduated high school back in 1995, and boy, that was pre sort of back in the 1900s. You know, I graduated high school. Woo! And I went, I have my senior year book, and I look through it, and then look at everybody right. Then we're going to be best friends forever, and all this stuff. And then people do stupid stuff. I'm the first one to sign your crack, you know, in the book. The crack's in the book. Like, what's happening? Ah! You know, like, you're so funny. You're a joker. Quit dancing. Don't stop dancing. I mean, all this stuff. Like, friends for life. Friends for life. I can't wait to have the code. Keep in touch. Best friends, best friends. I have no clue where they are. Friendship ended. Sometimes God brings people in life for a reason. Sometimes God brings people in life for a season. But for the people I lived my life for, teenagers, listen to me, teenagers. For four years of my life, I lived to please them and impress them. I didn't know where they are. Because I thought it was all about them. All about them. All of your relationships will end somewhere. But watch this. Very few friendships end somewhere on purpose. And what I'm encouraging you to do, you find that inner circle, you fight for that inner circle, you do everything you can to stay in that inner circle. And watch this, your friendship can end somewhere, but on purpose, because you're intentional with it. And so for me personally, when there's people that speak into my life, yes, those are the things I look for, but I've said this since we started the church. If you love Jesus, 
and you love the church and you love me, you can speak into my life. You can speak into my life. If you love me and you don't and you don't and you love Jesus, but you don't love the church, you don't you don't you like you're not active in church, you don't attend church. Listen, that's cool. I'm, I'll, you can say it, but I'm not gonna listen. Because that's me, like man, I love Jesus, but I can't stand church. That's like me coming to you going, bro, bro, you're cool, but I can't stand your wife. How would you feel about that? I like you, but man, I can't stand your wife. We're the bride of Christ. So when people want to speak into my life, I want them to love Jesus follow him. I want them to be active and serving in the church. I know things happen. And then love me. Some people, they love me, but they don't love Jesus, love the church. I'm just going to let it go and one out the other. Why? Because I want God, godly counsel and wisdom spoken to my life. Everyone has an opinion. Everybody can give their thoughts. Be careful who you has your ear because who has your ear has your heart. And if you have negativity at work, they have your heart. No wonder it affects you at home. Or affects you with your kids. If you got negativity, no one affects you over here. Your relationships are so powerful. And if you want to win in your relationships, watch this. It is your choice to win with your inner circle, with the friends around you. Choose well. Be careful. You let speak into your life. I'm going to ask people just to bow your head just for a moment. Just for a moment. Think about your top five friends real quick, your inner circle. Are they hindering you or helping you? Are they building you up or are they tearing you down? And I know what some of you are thinking, man, I wish I had a friend like this. True, speaks truth and love. Never leave me nor forsake me. Give me great advice and very loyal. I know what some of you think right now. Well, man, if I only had a friend like that. Well, listen to me. Do you know if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, you do? If you put your faith and trust in Jesus, you have a friend like that. Listen to what he says in John 15. This is Jesus speaking. Please, let's listen to this. This is my commandment to love each other in the same way that I've loved you. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Do you know Jesus laid his life down for you? You are my friends if you do what I command, because if you've obeyed me, you love me. If you love me, you put your faith and trust in me. You are my friends. He says in verse 15, I no longer call you slaves because masters don't confide in their slaves. Now you are my friends. He's speaking that to you. Since I've done everything the Father's told me, you didn't choose me. <laughs> Is this what it is? You didn't pick me to be your friend. I picked you. Listen, Jesus picked you to be his friend. The greatest friend you could ever have in your life is Jesus. And maybe your first step, some of you, you need to go home and reevaluate your friends. Some of you need to either cut the relationship off the friendship or you have a hard conversation with truth and love. And speak truth. And say, listen, if we're going to roll, we're going to be inner circle friends, we're going to be this type of friends, we got we to gotta stop, we gotta stop, stop talking about some of these things. Have these conversations. Or for you, the greatest friend you could ever receive is Jesus. You know about him. You think that maybe he still 
He's God's son or he came, whatever. But have you received him? Have you got to the point in your life where you put your faith and trust in Jesus? You can do that right now. Right now. In fact, at both of our locations, and whether you're watching online, right now you can pray and give your life to Jesus. Now please hear me. Saying a prayer is not what saves you. But your lips can proclaim what your heart declares. And right now, if you want to declare that Jesus is Lord and he is now your friend, you can do that. Because he laid his life down for you, for you to be able to become his friend. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I believe. And pray it right now with me. Jesus, I believe. I believe you died for me. I believe you came for me. And I believe you got up out of the grave for me. And as best as I know how, right now, today, I repent of my sin. And I put my faith and trust in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for becoming friends with me. Thank you for laying your life down for me. Now help me be the friend that you've always wanted me to be. Help me follow you for the rest of my life. Here's what I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe you. Some of you prayed that with me, whether no matter what location, if you're watching online. And I'm going to ask you to do something pretty bold. We're getting ready to go into baptism. People are being baptized. You can be baptized today. The host is going to come out in the moment. They're going to talk about that. You can be baptized today. We're ready. we got everything you need. But for those of you who prayed that with me, whether you're at the Grayson location, the Moorhead location, here's what I want you to do. I want you to be pretty bold. I'm going to begin to pray to close. And when I begin to pray, if that's you and you prayed that with me, I'm going to ask you if you'll just grab your stuff. Maybe your family member can go with you, your friends with you. Grab your stuff. And if you will make your way back out the exit when I begin to pray and head to the next step area, we have some team members there who would love to uh, take you to the next step. Here's what they do. We just got a resource we want to give you and we want to pray with you. So if that's you, when I begin to pray, here's what I'm asking you to do. That's pretty bold. But we're going to celebrate for you. Don't be, you don't even be embarrassed about that. I'm going to ask you just to walk to the back, walk out to the next step. Why? Because we just want to give you some resources and pray for you as you begin your journey with Jesus. So come on. If that's you, when I begin to pray, Please grab your things and move on. Lord, thank you so much for your mercy. Thank you for your love and your grace that's new every day. Thank you, Father, that you are a friend that sticks closer than a brother. That you, Jesus, will never leave us. You'll never forsake us. You are so loyal. You're so faithful. Even when we turn our back on you, you never turn your back on us. And so, Father, right now, I just pray for those of us who have some toxic relationships, some toxic friendships, that you'll give us wisdom and discernment on how to have those conversations. You'll give us wisdom and discernment where we set healthy boundaries and say, you know what, I'm not going to let that speak into my life anymore. God, for those of us who have godly friends, I pray that you give us wisdom and discernment to protect that, to fight for those relationships because we know how important friendships is in our life for us to become everything you want us and called us to be. And God, thank you for all those who gave their life to you, who were so bold just to walk out and move, to let them know that you, Father, saved them today and became their best friend. God, we can't wait to see what you're going to do. We love you, Jesus. Your name we ask and we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us at Better Life Church. If you'd love to discover more about how you can take your next step with Christ, we'd love for you to visit betterlife.church slash next steps. There you will find help and resources for whatever step God has for you. If you enjoyed this message, we'd love for you to subscribe and be part of our community. You can also join us live on Sundays or find more resources at betterlife.church. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next time.